Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. War Report family, it's your boy B-Wheel. I got my boy Ike Jones here with me. We wanted to get into something a little special today. Just for the pod listeners, we appreciate y'all tuning in to us, downloading. But what we want to talk about before Wednesday, before the Wednesday Night War Room happens at 8, 7 Central, live on YouTube at the War Report channel, we need to talk about some of these uh, seedings, how some of this shook out. Um, we had at least one major snub. A couple people got in that I don't really think should have got in. And I don't know, man. It might not just be SEC. I mean, I see a couple other teams I thought should have got in that didn't. And I don't know. We got to talk about this. Ike, man, have you, uh, how are you feeling about this NCAA tournament bracket? Um, you know, I mean, as far as the, the snubs are concerned, man, I think there's some pretty glad. I understand why certain teams got left out. Um, but when you look at teams that got in versus the teams that got left out, you have to kind of shake your head a little bit and like, come on, man, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Yeah, I, it's the big one. Let's let's get this this one out the way. Texas a and There's the one. <laughs> they did not get let in to the NCAA tournament. And they really had, they had a dreadful run mid- midseason. They had a dreadful losing streak. I think they lost, was it six straight or seven of eight, eight or something like eight that? Eight in a row. And they lost eight in a row. Yeah. I, I fully understand why you say, hey, that's not a good team. However, they flipped that around. And I think they won seven of their last eight games of the season mm-hmm. or something. They, whatever lows they hit midseason, they reversed them in the latter part of the season, right. including a win over at least the fifth best team in the country, according to the seeding, because Auburn is the highest two seed. Arkansas, who came in ranked, I think, the 15th seed in this tournament, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. I, I, I don't know how you reconcile Alabama getting in the tournament. And that's the one I'm just like, yeah, I don't know, cuz. <laughs> I don't know, man. So you're telling me Tennessee and Alabama, excuse me, Tennessee and Auburn and Arkansas are great teams, Mm -hmm. but Texas A&M isn't, I I don't know, they beat two of those guys. They play Tennessee fine. And then they beat Florida. So uh, here's my my issue, right? So Florida comes in as a bubble team. Texas A&M comes in as a bubble team heading into the SEC tournament. Right. Texas A&M beats Florida. They beat Auburn. They beat Arkansas. Yeah. 
how is that not enough if you were a bubble team coming in? I, I would think just one of those wins would have been enough to get them in. I thought the Auburn team, the Auburn win for them was enough to get them very close. I thought the Arkansas win was a lock. Yeah. Yeah, like, after I Arkansas, was I was just like, yeah, they're in. I, I thought there was no way we would get to Selection Sunday and Texas A&M was not getting their name called. And this is, okay, so this this is my gripe, again, with how college athletics, and this is not exclusive to basketball. It's happening right here in front of our faces in basketball, but also football as well. Mm-hmm. When people say they don't want an expanded college football playoff, they say it lessens the importance of the regular season. Right. And I say that's stupid because as long as seeding in the college football playoff is tied to conference championships, we know every year one in-conference game can decide the fate of that division and therefore who plays or has a right to play for a conference championship. The conference championships will still come down to one matchup. They usually do. Mm-hmm. So, no, that, that does not lessen that. But but let's put that aside for a second, the regular season thing. What happens in football is people say, oh, well, I don't know that third game when they lost so-and-so, they didn't look great. Why, in, in sports in general, whether it's uh, pro baseball, um, football, basketball, teams get good whenever they find that magic. And when they find it, they are usually very good after that, like especially in baseball. Baseball teams go on a run. You don't have to be the best team. You just kind of hold on because it's a long-ass season. Mm-hmm. And then you find that magic in October, and then you win the whole thing. In football and basketball in college, what they have done is say, it doesn't matter who is playing best right now. We want to give some respect to the people who said we're going to play big teams back in November. Uh, respect to the people who had big wins back in December. And even though I think that's fine, I don't think what you are doing in late February and March should be less important than anything else. What you do late February and March should be the absolute most clear picture of who you are right now, which is when the tournament is going to be played. Right? There's no clearer illustration of what kind of team you are tournament time than what type of basketball you just finished playing the last two weeks. Why would I reward Alabama for beating Gonzaga four months ago when Gonzaga wasn't the team that they are now? Alabama, obviously, weren't what they aren't the team that they were back then. We are rewarding the ghosts and the memories of these teams. And Bama's exactly the team they were then, though. Like, they're streaky (laughs) and they're up and down. Like, they're they're the exact same team. They've been the same team the entire season. They'll play good one game. They'll be terrible the next game. They're bad on defense the entire. They they are not a a uh, an NCAA turning team. They're an NIT team, right? Um, and they they've never proven to be a turning team. The only reason Bama is even remotely in this situation right now is because, of course, they had some big wins, but because they started the season ranked so high. Had Bama yeah. been ranked properly to begin the season, those big wins wouldn't have mattered. I mean, Oklahoma knocked Baylor off, and Oklahoma's exactly. in the NIT. And, and, that's, and that's, that's my point exactly, yeah. is that if Oklahoma had started the season as a top 15 team, 
And then they had that big win against Baylor, and then they went on the run that they get did in the Big Twelve tournament. Mm-hmm. Baylor, uh, excuse me, Oklahoma would be in this tournament, right? Because Bama started the season so high, and then they had the big win early against Gonzaga, and then they came back later and had the big win against Baylor. They were like, "Oh, look, tournament team," but you ignore the fact that they had awful losses. Awful. Losses. I mean, not just bad losses, right? Like we can talk about. You know, some bad losses that Oklahoma maybe had throughout the season. Bama had awful losses. Multiple. Like teams they had absolutely no business losing to, and it wasn't particularly close. No. Like it wasn't like, oh, it came down. Like the team that Auburn's about to play in the NCAA tournament, Bama barely beat. And they lost to some teams they had no business losing to. I just, I don't like, it just, it, it baffles the mind when you have Texas A&M sitting right there, but you decided to take Bama. I, I don't I don't understand either. Um, for whatever value the win, really, is, it comes down to their win over Baylor, Gonzaga, and Tennessee. Yeah. And that's what you have to point to. Um, I would argue that while a team is finding itself, I, I don't put too much stock in early season because for this very reason, man, basketball, especially now with the transfer portal, you're going to have brand new pieces to your team more than usual every single year. You need time. We need time. I'm, Auburn needed a good two months to figure it out. And mm-hmm. and as the season wore on, we figured some things out and then people figured us out. But it took us two years for us, excuse me, two months for us to find ourselves on the court with so many new pieces. I'm not, I'm, I'm not willing to give Bama uh, more credit for wins when teams were finding themselves or were incomplete in Tennessee's case because they were missing players when they lost that game to Bama. I, I, I don't understand this with the college system. It, it just, I don't know, it's really hard to, to understand why. It, it's not as if this is football and you know that if you put Bama on TV, your ratings are going to be higher. Right. Your ticket prices are going to be be able to shoot through the roof. They're, they they will travel better. I could understand some of that, which, don't get me wrong, those shouldn't take place in, in consideration for who plays for a championship. But I understand how and why they would right. in football. With this, it's just going to be on TV. People are going to go across the country to the bracket because nobody's going to get favorable treatment if you're lower than a one seed, really, as far as uh, regions go. Why can't you just swap one team for another? That's it. We're asking you to take out the team who was the only team to lose to Georgia in the conference. Right. Who was the, uh, they went on a two, three game losing streaks this season. I, I don't understand what the, the love affair is with them. Is this a clear message that play big teams early and we'll cut you some slack? I mean, I, I so I, I think that is a clear message. You have to win the games, of course. Right. But, um, you know, at that, it sounds like I'm taking something away from the fact that they won those games, and it's not. I'm not saying that those weren't big wins. I'm saying those wins should... So even if you want to put Bama in this tournament, where, where, where are they seeded right now? I think they are a sixth seed. You're telling me they are a six? Mm. A six? Mm-hmm. They're at best a play-in game. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. At best, they're a play-in game. 
Yeah, they're an NIT bad. team, man. Like just just bottom line, point blank, period. They're they're like a they're like a one two seed in the NIT. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. But uh, besides Bama, not deserving to be in, and Texas saying them deserving to be in, what else stuck out to you? Uh, whether it was omissions or or seeding or what? Yeah, I, I did think that Oklahoma had a legitimate shot at getting into this tournament, and uh, was surprised that they did not. Um, the it's it's hard for me to say that Baylor doesn't deserve a one seed, but because I don't know who's more deserving of it, maybe Kentucky. Um. Yeah. Kentucky just kind of, you know, laid an egg there at the end. If they had handled business in the SEC tournament and at least gotten to the SEC championship game, I think that they should have been there. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just hard for me to say. I I guess the reason why Baylor, to me, as a one seed is puzzling is because of the losses that they had. Like, Mm -hmm. who can you look at Kentucky and say they had no business losing that game? Right. Well, who was Kentucky's first loss this season? Because I think they lost to somebody they had no business losing to. Early, but yeah, I, we have to we have to pull it up because I I just don't I I can't think of, but but Baylor's got a couple of those is my point. Yeah, Baylor has a couple of those. Yeah. What they lost that game? Mm-hmm. And yeah, they definitely do. So I just I I just if if I'm looking at who they lost to, not even who they won against, because I think Kentucky had the more difficult path to the record that they have. Mm-hmm. Um. But when you look at how many games they lost and who they lost those games to, I I could make an argument that Kentucky could have been a one seed and Baylor should have been a two. For sure. Um, outside of that, I don't know that there's anybody who's necessarily shocking in there. It's just kind of crazy how Jacksonville State even got into this tournament, considering what happened. They didn't. They don't even win their tournament, um, and the team that beat them doesn't get a shot in it, but I get it because they were the regular season champs in their, their um, conference. So that's the reason why they would be the runner up in there. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't think that that necessarily means that they're not deserving. Um, but yeah, there's nobody else that sticks out in my mind. It's really just those top seeds. Um, the, the love affair with Gonzaga all season, like, I guess my, Gonzaga being the number one overall is still puzzling to me. Like, I just yeah. don't know why people are so in love with that team. Well, it's, it's, I, I know part of it is what we talk about. It's name brand recognition. Mark right. Few's been there um, a while. He's been in the tournament consistently. He's made uh, long runs consistently, played in the title game. So even though he hasn't won it, it is basically saying Mark Few's still there. It's still Gonzaga. Check, check. If their record's good enough, we're sending them. And we're going to assume that they're great. Is basically how it's been, so... And how are they not going to be great playing in that conference? Though? Exactly, exactly. But I mean, okay, so we 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 hashed this out maybe like six, seven years ago, um, when when Clemson first started popping up on the scene in football. We're going, oh, the Clemson, and remember the ACC is terrible, and and that was true until they got on the field with Alabama and showed that they belong. So I I want to give them a, a Gonzaga in this case a bit of grace because you can absolutely beat up on trash teams because if I put a good team on the court with the trash team, you should clean the floor with them. Yeah, no problems there. It's that when they step outside of their conference and lose or when they step on the floor with a trash team and lose. Right. That I'm just like, what? What are we what are we doing here? Yeah. Are we sure? Yeah. 
Yeah, and and that's what's surprising about. I think St. Mary's, you know, they lost to them at St. Mary's, but they beat them on the neutral court. So I can see why you would take a little bit away from that, you know, that loss. Because I always feel like revenge win kind of negates a loss mentally. It's not n- nothing in in that hard numbers or anything like that. But I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm never sold on a team where their competition is so lowly for so long. I, I don't right. I don't know how you come out of there and say that they've been tested at all. No, nah, I mean, again, like I just, I, 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 number one overall, I'm not saying that they're not a one seed in some place, but like the yeah. number one overall, um, difficult for me to swallow that. But, uh, you know, I've said this before on our uh, YouTube show that this season, there isn't just this clear favorite runaway. Everybody is is shooting for them team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a bunch of teams that are good that have the potential to get hot at the right time and go on a run. Um, you know, it's very likely that a number one seed doesn't even make it to the final four this year. Yeah. Yeah. I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see seeds as low as five, make it to the final four simply because I don't think there's a lot of differentiation. Um, no. From from where it's, they have it's really season. about matchups this year. Yeah. It's not about dominant teams. It's about who has the right matchup at the right time, um, and you know who again is hot at the right time. And that's usually the case in in March, but it's never been more the case than this year. I think um, than in recent history. Yeah. Well, we 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 had to come in and talk about this a little bit. Um, we are going to also discuss. We have decided whether we're going to push it to tomorrow's show. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. We're going to push it to the Wednesday Night War Room or make another special pod for it. But we got to talk about Auburn's matchup. Number one against Jacksonville State. Number mm-hmm. two, the potential next matchup will, will be the second matchup of the weekend against either USC or Miami. Mm-hmm. Talk about who those teams have been this season, what their strengths and weaknesses are, how Auburn matches up against them with our strengths and weaknesses and we're going to be getting at y'all with that pretty soon here so hey tune in to the wednesday night war room on youtube 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m central or keep downloading keep watching your phone because we're going to have another pod drop before auburn plays that friday game so again be will ike jones the war report thanks for tuning in we'll catch y'all soon peace, peace.